You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friends, welcome back to Therapy Thursday with Dr. Lydia Martinez. Hi, good morning. Happy Thursday to all of you who are listening. And I hope that whoever's listening has their thinking caps on and um, is get ready to get uh, some good lessons about apologies. My question is, do you know that they did, they did a survey in a church, huge okay. church in Texas, and the pastor said, raise your hand if you know that forgiveness is the foundation of our faith. And everybody raised their hand. And they said, raise your hand if you know how important it is not only to forgive others, but to ask others for forgiveness. And everybody raised their hand. And then the pastor said, raise your hand if you struggle with forgiveness. And everybody raised their hand. How funny. Yes. So here we are talking about our Christian faith, our faith in Jesus Christ, who offered us the ultimate forgiveness, free, free and clear, no strings attached, completely unconditional forgiveness for all who will trust and believe. And here we have a people that are struggling to forgive others. I know. And when you think about it, it's humbling. I think that that's the first step that we have to do is, is humble ourselves. And we have to think about how we can be, we can lead by example, right? Right. Absolutely. So our last therapy Thursday episode, we talked about the five love languages by, by Dr. Gary Chapman. And this episode, we're talking about another book by Gary Chapman, and it's called the apology language. And it talks about five simple steps that you can apply to make sure that when you apologize or seek forgiveness from somebody that you've hurt, that that apology would be felt and that apology would be validated. So let's dive right in Dr. Martinez. First of all, let's talk about why is it so hard to forgive somebody? Well, Proverbs 14, nine says fools make fun of guilt. Fools make fun of what they've done. They laugh about it, but the godly acknowledge it and they seek reconciliation. So why is it so hard to forgive somebody or even to seek forgiveness? Oh, I think it's rooted in pride. I totally think it's rooted in pride because what does it mean when you have to say you're sorry? It means you have to acknowledge that you did something wrong. Who wants to be wrong, right? Yeah. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 11 too, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. And I think that we have to fail. If that sounds, if that sounds weird, it's important to know that we have to fail. It's healthy to fail. What is it? What that means is that it's healthy for you to recognize when you're wrong. It's healthy for you to make mistakes because this is how you create boundaries with people. This is how people know where you begin and end. Right. This is how people know where you're going to feel offended and where they shouldn't go with those comments or those actions. And this is the only way that you get deeper, richer relationships, because if not, then it's only superficial. It's only on the top and you never let anybody in. Yeah. So it is important to, to fail a little bit. It's okay to be vulnerable a little bit. That's where you get that rich conversation. And that's where you really connect with people. So you want to, let's talk about that first step, right? According to Mr. Chapman, Dr. Chapman, he says, expressing regret, the the true coming out with, I'm sorry, admitting that you're wrong. 
Lisa, what's the psalm that goes with this? Psalm 51.3 reads, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. We have to first be humble enough, bring down that pride, to recognize that we've done something wrong or hurtful to somebody else. So admitting that you're wrong and expressing it, being able to say, I was wrong, is a very big step. Because if you don't recognize you're wrong, then your apology is going to be shallow. And you can tell when someone's not genuine and you can tell when someone is genuine. And I think the step you have to take before you actually take your apology to someone else is I think that you have to take it to God. You have to get on your knees. You have to pray. You have to use some self-talk. You have to put that tool belt on that we've talked about before. And you really have to say, okay, I'm going to take out some humility right now. I'm going to get on my knees if I have to. And I'm going to acknowledge it. I got to, I got to step into this and really own it so that when you're coming across, you're, you're going to come across genuine. Right. So let's talk about the, the next step. You know, the first one is to say the words, I'm sorry, and to really acknowledge it. So the next step is to accept that responsibility. Yeah. Be willing to say, this is where I did wrong. Mm-hmm. I lied, cheated, whatever you did. I manipulated, I be willing to verbalize what you did so that that person can be heard and acknowledged. Yeah. Sometimes this one has to be like a blanket because maybe, maybe you were wrong and maybe you're, you're not fully aware of exactly the wrong thing you did, but you know that you did wrong. So this is an opportunity for you to learn, an opportunity to grow, but you accept responsibility to say that you were wrong. Matthew 5, 23 and 24 says, so what if you are offering your gift at the altar and you remember someone has something against you, leave the gift there and go and make peace with that person and then come and offer, offer your gift. So what the Bible is saying is, if you know you have an issue with somebody, make it a priority to accept responsibility and to make the effort to make things right. Now, we don't want to set you up to fail either because we don't want you to face an abuser or uh, if you're in an abusive relationship, um, you may need other assistance, which God provides as human accord, human help. And you may have to to involve other entities, Mm -hmm. other authorities to Mm -hmm. help you. We're talking simply about misunderstandings. We're not talking about abusive relationships. And, you know, we should do a whole series on abuse and what to do and, and all the resources that are available to you. But right now we're just talking about simple uh, misunderstandings that, that may not have been cleared up that we need that you need to take care of so that they don't grow into something, you know, more of a wedge in between the relationship. And so what's number three? Number three is making restitution. And how can I make it right? Do you know what restitution means? What does restitution mean? Restitution is, you know, how can I make it up? So if I hurt your feelings, I think of it like you've scooped something out. So what are you going to replace it with? How can I make it better? You know, if if I'm at your house and I'm drinking coffee and I break your coffee cup, restitution would be, I'm going to replace that coffee cup. Yeah. Okay. And restitution means you want to replace whatever it is that you, that you took away from that person when you hurt them. Yeah. Dr. Gary Chapman 
makes an excellent example of this. And he says, if I'm late and I didn't call my wife and she had dinner ready. And when I walk in the door, she's very upset. I say, I'm sorry. And then I, I eat everything on the plate, take responsibility. <laughs> and then I say, you know what? You, you worked hard, but the dinner's cold now. And I see that's upsetting to you. Why don't we go out to dinner tonight or tomorrow? We can have the dinner tonight, but tomorrow, let me take you out to dinner to make it up for you. Cause I know you worked hard and you waited for me and I should have called. So making it right is offering something that costs you something to make the wrong right. Well, first Peter four, eight says, most of all, continue to show deep love for each other for love covers a multitude of sin. Be willing to express your love in their love language. <laughs> like we mm -hmm. talked about last episode mm -hmm. Be able to express your deep love, show the person that they're valued, that you're willing to make a sacrifice in order to make it up to them for them to feel supported and loved and truly validated in, in whatever's upset them. We have something written here also for plan for change. Want to explain that a little bit more? So plan for change. So if I'm late for dinner again, then I can say, you know what, moving forward, I'm going to make an effort to set a timer on my phone at five o'clock. So if I don't leave the office by five o'clock, I'll be sending you a text because there's going to be days that I have to be home late because I'm tied up at work, but I want to, I don't want this to happen again, where you feel like you're not important. So in the future, when I have to be late, as soon as I, as soon as I realize I'm going to be late, I'm going to be reaching out to you and let you know, Hey, uh, it looks like I'm going to be running late tonight. So that means you're taking, you're preventing a reoccurrence. You pray, you acknowledge the offense that's happened. You seek godly counsel, which is the word, the spirit, faithful friend for accountability, but moving forward, what can you do different so that this is not repeated? And that's what you want to do. You don't want to make patterns of hurt. You're taking risks on your relationship when you do that. But if you can build patterns of a apology patterns and bridges of communication where you are connecting, then, oh, your relationship is going to be so much better. This doesn't right. mean that you're not going to have problems. It just means that, you know, you recognize that, that there's something that you did to hurt or offend, and you're going to plan, you're going to seek counsel. Maybe you didn't realize, maybe you're going to um, open to what, what was happening. And then you want, you know, try to seek understanding. And then try to prevent, prevent it from happening again. Exactly. So there's two scriptures that go with that, that are, that are, that can highlight that for you too. And the, the first one is, um, Psalm 34, 14, turn evil into good, seek peace and pursue it. That's one of the fruits of the spirit. We have another episode on the fruits of the spirit. And I'm going to tell you that the fruits of the spirit are a really nice guide also on how to treat each other and how to try to communicate. And then we have Hebrews 12, verse 14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy or different set apart without holiness. No one will see the Lord. What does that mean? Make an effort to live in peace with everyone plan for change. What can I do so that this event, because we know the Bible clearly tells us what I don't want to do. I do. And what I want to do, I don't do. We all struggle with sin in our lives. And we all have some kind of stronghold or habitual sin. We need to really spend time seeking God and praying about it. If it's something that keeps happening, because one of the reasons it's so hard to forgive people is when it's a habitual sin. 
Like you just apologized to me for that last week. And yet here you are late again without calling. Okay, let's prepare so that this won't happen again. And I think that's wonderful. So the very last step is to request forgiveness. This is the key. This is where people sort of seal the deal. This is where you kind of shake on it and so to speak with the apology. And this is where you, where you kind of make a request. Okay. Can you find your heart? Can you find it in your heart too? And then this is where you make your request and it has to be reasonable. Okay. You can't be like, okay, now I'd like a vacation out of it. That's right. not the kind of restitution that you need is to make up for the loss, not to, not to um, supersede what happened. Right. Yeah. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? If you go to somebody, you'd be amazed at how this changes their thought process. Because sometimes when you go to ask forgiveness, the other person is combative or defensive. But when you go through all of these steps and you get to the end and you say, can you find it in your heart to forgive me? You're, you're asking them, this is what I need. I'm asking forgiveness. And we also should say, you can go through all of these steps and they can say no. And that's okay because it's, it's about you doing what the steps to, to put yourself in that place before the Lord and before that person. And you also have to remember, again, I I just feel like it's important that those who are listening, this is really not for people who've been in an abusive relationship, right? Sometimes it is more hurtful to go to someone in, in that type of an abusive relationship and request forgiveness or, uh, you know, sometimes you have to forgive without even being asked to forgive. Sometimes this is something that you have to work out in your heart. But again, that's when you go and you seek counsel, whether it's a a pastor, a good Christian friend, someone who family member who really cares about you. Uh, This is when you seek counsel and you make sure that that you're taking steps in order to mend and not to further create problems. There's a few great quotes that I would like to read. The first one is from Benjamin Franklin, and he said, never ruin an apology with an excuse. You can give the reason, but never use an excuse. Don't ruin your apology. I'm sorry, but no, I am sorry that I did this. I want to make it right. Would you forgive me? It also says apologies are never meant to change the past. They are meant to change the future. So recognizing that you're not willing to address the issue. You just want to like be nice and let's get over this so that when you apologize, when you take that time and intentionally seek to seek forgiveness and express yourself in these ways, you're setting up change, trust for the future. Amen. One last quote says life becomes easier. Listen to this closely. Life becomes easier when you learn to accept an apology you'll never receive. I like that. There are people that will never ask you forgiveness, never acknowledge the harm that they've caused. And we are still called and empowered to forgive them. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as Christ has forgiven you. Lisa, I think that this is a wonderful opportunity for people to learn another new tool. Read Chapman's book on apology. I think that it will at least give you some insight. If anything, help you to think about that pride and think about what your place is in apology. Let's pray, Lisa. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a forgiving God and you empower us and enable us to forgive others. When we look to your sacrifice on the cross and what you gave us, we were so undeserving then we are able to forgive others even when they don't seek forgiveness. It frees us 
Lord, and it helps us to love you and others better. So Father, I pray that if there's anybody that you put on our hearts right now that we need to either seek forgiveness from or forgive, that today would be the day of reconciliation. Lord, I pray and I thank you that we do have this access to this great resources. And I pray that if there's somebody that's really struggling with forgiving and they need help, that they would seek a friend, that they would seek a pastor. And if not, that they would call Dr. Lydia or a Christian therapist and seek the help that they need. Help us because you've set us free and unforgiveness and bitterness will put us back into bondage. Help us to seek your freedom and your grace and mercy over all things. We love you, Lord. And I pray there's anybody suffering, finding it hard to forgive because of the pain that they've been through, Lord, that you would speak to their heart today and set them free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening, friends. I hope that this has been useful to you. I'll put the links in the notes. And I pray that you will seek out every tool that you can in order to walk in freedom and in newness of life. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?